Kristen, have you seen the controversy? Well, I, oh my god! I don't even know what word you're saying. Con- controversy? <laughs> con- contrarian? Contra- no, controversy. Oh, controversy. 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 What? There, That's not how you yeah, say that it. That is how you say it, and there is no controversy. It's just been a wonderful Royals week. So many great things are happening, which we'll get to in the headlines. There oh are god, no controversies baby, to speak we'll of. come to it. We'll come to it. No, there is a controversy because I'm now saying it like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, BuzzFeed is doing an investigation into whether a photo that surfaced on the internet is Prince Harry. Oh, I know what photo you're talking about. This is from Megan's old Insta feed, and it is that fabulous golden girl sweatshirt being worn by a bearded redhead who's kind of cut off at the nose so you can't see his face. The shirt says Dorothy in the streets, Blanche in the sheets, which... Love it. Love it. I have underwear that says that, actually. No, you <laughs> yes, don't. I do. do you actually? Yeah, it was gifted wow. to me at my bachelorette party. And love those underpants. <laughs> uh, yep. Those, you have to bring them to London for the wedding. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really want that underwear now. It's so good. I hope this is true because BuzzFeed have done a side-by-side comparison with another photo of Harry's chin and smile. And it does look like it's him in Meghan's Instagram. Oh, I 100% think that it is Harry. I can totally see Harry rocking some golden love. He stays golden. He is golden. It's totally him. (laughs) I believe it. Yep, Harry is a golden girl. Right, shall we get the show started? Yes, let's get to it. I'm James Barr, a ginger, royal-loving Harry fan in the UK. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, an Anglophile right here in the good old US of A. And this is when Meghan met Harry, a royal wedding cast. In each episode, we examine the latest news about the wedding, do a deep dive into a pressing issue about the royal couple, and finally give our predictions for what we think will happen on the big day itself. And it's so close. Yes, I cannot believe we're less than a month away. We are so close right now. All right, shall we get to this week's headlines? Let's messy bun and get this done. Yes, let's do it. First up, did you see Meghan and Harry were included on the Time 100 Most Influential People? This is so well-deserved, so well-deserved. We were pumped to see it, but we also, what else would we expect? Of course, they're going to be on this list. Meghan's description was written by her dear friend Priyanka Chopra. One of our favorite lines in her description was, quote, I'm going to cry. This ever-smiling, strong, free spirit found her prince, fell in love, and in turn made a cynical world believe in fairy tales again. Ugh, Priyanka, so well written and so true. So true. Megan has done that for all of us. She really has. And Harry's was written by Elton John. Ah. Heard of him? And it gave us a real insight into their first meeting. Elton said, I first met an extremely shy and sweet Prince Harry at a private lunch at Kensington Palace given by his mother, Princess Diana, for Gianni Versace and me many years ago. They're not very long. You have to read these. Do yourself a favor. This is just also proof that Megan and Harry make each other better. Neither of them were on the list last year. And now look at them. They are making each other better. They're amplifying goodness and love for the world. They're just the best. They, they really deserve they to be goals. on this list. After we recorded last week's episode, we learned that Travel and Leisure got a tip about where Meghan and Harry might be spending their honeymoon, guys. Yeah. As sources told them, it will be... Namibia. Now, if you recall, they went on a date to Botswana early on in their relationship. And Namibia is right next to Botswana. Check the geography. So what do you think they could be doing when they're there? I think maybe a safari. They'll check out the sand dunes. Oh, my God. I mean, they might just be avoiding us because we already got our tickets on Trippin.com to go and follow them there. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll just be photobombing every picture. They're going to be holding hands (laughs) and walking and looking at animals and we'll be there with them. 
our accommodation is booked. <laughs> and we love this. The Hollywood Reporter writes that Meghan and Harry stood up for LGBT rights at the Commonwealth Youth Forum last week in London. The Hollywood Reporter notes that same-sex activity is criminalised in 36 <sighs> of the 53 Commonwealth member states. I know, same. And it made me so upset seeing all of their flags on the mail the other day. But it's amazing that Meghan has stood up for LGBT people and she's done it in such a beautiful way. She called LGBT rights basic human rights preach and said that we should challenge any inequality that's fostered because of sexual orientation or gender identity. Yes. Ugh, uh, thank you thank so much, you, Megan. Megan. Thank you so much. Yes, and of course we already know, thanks to Harry's Army Days and one of his friends, James Wharton, who was on our show, that Harry has stood up against anti-LGBT bullying in the military for years. And I mean, that story, you have to go back if you haven't already listened to that episode of yeah, our show when James talks about how Harry stood up for him. It's just, it made me cry. It was so good. It was really, really good. And before we get to our next segment, one of our bingo Yay! ball predictions has come true. So Woo! excited about this one. So <laughs> excited about this one because we just made this up. We just decided on it. This was not, this, <laughs> yeah. this was not any insider whispering to us. This was just us no. in our hearts believing something was going to happen. We just, we had a feeling in our waters. We yes. just knew yes. that it would, would go down, yes. literally, and it has. Pippa Middleton is reportedly pregnant with her first child. Now, this hasn't been confirmed yet by her or her reps officially, but we've got our markers ready to cross that box off our bingo board. Yes, and speaking of babies, we would be remiss to not mention in today's headlines... <laughs> The yeah. big news, Kate and Wills have just given birth to their third child, a baby boy. And here's hoping that prediction also comes true that we made that the baby will be at the wedding. The buzz in London for this baby is off the charts. It feels like the opening ceremony of the royal wedding. I can't even tell you, Kristen. Oh, I'm really? Are the streets so, filled with so people excited. cheering? Yeah, everyone is outside cheering. Oh, my God. <laughs> Waving Union Jack flags. It is adorable. We are all so excited. It's just the best news ever. It couldn't have come at a more perfect time. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. And also, just for those who are curious about how this new baby will be in line to the throne, yes, this baby will be pushing Harry back another rung, unfortunately. But this baby will not be jumping ahead of his sister Charlotte, which is fantastic because when Wills and Kate got married and were pregnant with George, they said, we are changing the rules from now on. Boys don't automatically usurp the place of girls in line to the I throne, which is great. That's so brilliant. So great. So great. All right, guys, that's it for this week's headlines. And now it's time to welcome Jamie Cuccinelli, our friend, the Associate News Director of Brides Magazine. She's here, as always, to help us figure out all things royal style. That's fashion, etiquette, accessories, entertaining, all that great stuff. Jamie, thanks so much for being back again. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back. Thank you, Jamie. We love you. Love you. Thank you. Love you guys, too. So this week, once again, we have a great listener question. Yeah, it comes from Lisa Marie. And she says, what does the dress code mean? Because we've seen the invitations which told guests to wear uniforms, morning coats or lounge suits for men and day dresses for women. What does all that mean? And how closely do you have to follow a wedding dress code? How does that compare to William and Kate's wedding and other royal weddings past? Okay, so this dress code is typically what we've seen at other modern royal weddings. It's the same dress code that Will and Kate had, for example. And it's pretty similar to a formal American wedding where women wear, you know, very formal cocktail dresses or dressy separates and men wear formal dark suits. 
So let's break that down. So a day dress is typically just a more formal dress that's typically more conservative. So you want your shoulders to be covered. The hemline should hit slightly above the knee or at the knee or be T-length. Um, you typically want to stick to solid colors in bright or pastel hues. White and black are no-nos. Don't be Victoria Beckham in that super dark navy blue. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> I don't come for Victoria Beckham, Jamie. <laughs> you know, I love her. She gets away with it because she's Victoria Beckham. But, you know. And do you remember those shoes she was wearing, too? Those shoes. They were, like, they were... eight-inch platform <laughs> heels. And she was... Like eight months pregnant at the time. Those shoes were so, so great. It was they so were great. so so high. You typically don't want to go that high with your heel at a royal wedding, but she got the closed <laughs> toe part correct. Okay, closed so, toe. Closed toe. You want to wear stockings. Remember how dramatic oh, it was? Hose? Yes. You remember how dramatic it was when Meghan Markle didn't wear stockings? <laughs> Yes. 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 Let's not do <laughs> I that. We're letting that go now, though. The pantyhose thing. I we're mean, in a new era. No, we are. But I mean, better safe than sorry. I suppose you want no side eye from the queen. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you don't want to be sent to the tower. No, no. <laughs> a great example of you know what to wear is Kate Middleton at Pippa's wedding. She had that pretty blush dress with long sleeves, tea length, and a matching hat. Perfect. I have a question about the men because obviously mm-hmm. we're all going to be dressing up on the day ourselves, wherever we're at, whether we're at the wedding or not. And it says uniforms, morning coats, lounge suits. So when it's saying uniforms, does that just mean like? A Tesco uniform, a Walmart uniform, like what kind of uniform are they talking about? We're talking here? about a military uniform here. If you're in the military, right. it's highly encouraged you wear your military uniform. You can't get more British than that. I mean, I feel like they should be specific when they're saying uniform and say military uniform. Otherwise, who knows what you could turn up you in. You could take that in many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see some firemen at Windsor. Ah! <laughs> so would I. Mm-hmm. I, I sorry, I digress. <laughs> yes. So we want to stick with military uniforms. Right, okay, cool. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> no worries. But if you're not in the military, you can wear a morning coat, which is basically a single-breasted coat with tails. Oh, what's up with the tails? So some men wear tails and some don't. Is there a reason why? Is it just personal taste and preference? Well, the morning coat is typically a more formal daytime wear. Tuxedos are, you know, not really appropriate for the daytime. The royal wedding's at noon. Ah. So we want to wear a morning coat with tails. It's what Prince Harry and Prince William wore to Pippa's wedding, and they looked mighty dapper. So oh, they did look good. Take that yeah. for inspiration. And then the other option is a lounge suit, which isn't pajamas. It's not Paris Hilton's velour tracksuit. <laughs> it is typically what we think of a bit, just a business suit, like a two or three piece suit. Mm. Want to stick with a darker color palette to make things, you know, more formal, and then just complete the look with polished black shoes, and you're good to go. Let's go back for just a second to Posh and think about other celebrities who may or may not be at this wedding. Mm -hmm. Let's say Elton John, for example. Does Elton John dress like this at a wedding? Because I can't imagine Elton John just wearing a black suit at a wedding. A plain black suit. I mean, some people get some passes, let's be real here. (laughs) But with morning coats and things like that, you could wear a brightly colored tie or, you know, a more colorful waistcoat underneath the morning coat. Ah. So that's where you can get some personal flair in there. That's what I want. I don't want Elton John just to wear a black suit. Right. And Meghan wouldn't want that either, clearly. But, like, the queen is really the boss here. I mean, it, it would be rather rare to see a woman in a pantsuit or trousers at the royal wedding. And we know Meghan can, like, rock the hell out of some pants. Yes. So while she may accept it, the queen may still give a little side eye. Mm. <laughs> and we've talked a little bit on the show in the past about 
women wearing fascinators during the daytime mm-hmm. and then for the evening festivities possibly wearing a tiara but for the men is there a dress code for what kind of hats they're supposed to wear or not wear top hats aren't really necessary you won't see too many top hats at the royal wedding it's more of a royal ascot and like events like that type of thing got that james yeah i'm still going to be wearing my fascinator though. <laughs> of course why wouldn't on you the, on the day itself exactly well i'm upset you shaded victoria beckham and paris hilton two of my idols but thank you so much for joining <laughs> us again jamie you can find jamie cuccinelli's coverage of the royal wedding on brides.com and she's back every week in style corner with more info for us thank you for joining us we're going to take a quick break but we'll be back with this week's deep dive thanks so much jamie thank always a pleasure thank thanks. you jamie see you next week And we're back with this week's Deep Dive, and we have a very special guest with us today. Oh, my God. It is the incredible Meredith Thin. She's in our New York studio. She is the executive producer of the TV movie that everyone is excited about. Harry and Meghan, a royal romance. What? Oh, my God, Meredith. We are so Hi. pumped to meet oh you. Gosh. Thank you so I'm much for to be here by. and so to meet you guys. Exciting. This is so exciting. You know, we were on Vanity Fairs in the Limelight podcast a few weeks ago. And during that conversation when we were with them, we were saying that this might be as anticipated as the wedding at this point, this movie. Yeah. This is well, such a huge deal. What's funny about that is you make it sound as if we weren't all totally listening to your podcast. We're, we're <laughs> as big fans of your podcast as you are as excited to see about our movie. So you have no, a lot of fans. Stop. Are you actually listening? Oh, that is so amazing. That is shocking. <laughs> we we we're text so each other the... You know, the episodes were like, don't miss this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) So you've heard us gushing. You must have heard us auditioning for our parts as well. Well, I think that we we love your enthusiasm and it feeds our enthusiasm. And I think the sort of bubble of love that's around this couple that's been around this Mm. movie project, you so encapsulate with this podcast. So, Oh, my gosh. We have so many questions about this, by the way. Yeah. I mean, so many. You probably can't give any spoilers, can you, about anything? Listen, I will... I will do my best to answer your questions, and if anything feels like, you know, too spoilery, I'll, I'll, I, want, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. But okay, well, they get married at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been almost. watching these for trailers. Almost. We don't, we don't see, you don't see the wedding. I'll, I'll, I'll say okay. that. Oh, you don't? Okay, because we've been studying these trailers so much, and James and I even imitate a couple of the lines in the second trailer that was released. If you're doing a sequel, Meredith, we're here to audition right now. Should we do it, Kristen? Yes, yes. Let's let's do it. <laughs> Okay, so... <laughs> Harry, marriage isn't all bad. To hell with tradition! Oh, you're an excellent <laughs> Kate, we've, and you really could it, right? be Harry. That's, that's super impressive. Thank you so much. Hold on, we have to ask, though. This is a question we've been wondering. Who is he saying to hell with tradition to? Is he yelling True, at yeah. his dad? Is he yelling at Philip? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's his dad? Charles, yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Why? What's Charles saying? What's Charles bringing? Charles is like, marry somebody you've only met six times who's 19 like I did. Well, you're sort happens. of nailing the conflict there. Like he, you know, both of the couple are sort of stuck in this world where, you know, their relationship is more modern than the constructs of you know, the royal family, and that that's one of the conflicts in the movie. So that's nailed in that trailer. Wow. wow. Do you think that's real then? Do you think Charles would have had that opinion early on? I think that, honestly, Charles was likely very supportive, and he's fairly supportive in the movie. I think that the way we portray it is the way we actually imagine it to be, which is this is a fairly, you know, supportive group, but trying to make him and Megan aware of what comes along 
with the responsibility of being part of the family. Meredith, let's also dive into the other line that we just did from Kate. Like, why is she <laughs> saying marriage isn't so bad? Oh, that's a joke, actually. You'll see it plays better in the whole, if you could see the whole the whole clip, which you'll see in the movie. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a gag. Kate and Wills right. play a little humor for the group. That, oh, you know, they're, they're the comic relief. A little bit, yeah. I mean, we, we play it like... We we imagine that Kate and Megan are thick as thieves. And oh, we love that idea. We, that's so we, great. We've kept our fingers crossed that they're good friends. Yeah, we hope so too. We think so and we hope so. Does the roast chicken make an appearance? Please tell me it does. I don't think you'll be disappointed. <gasps> oh my God, <laughs> yeah. we're getting if all you're the waiting best information for a chicken, from this interview. You might see a chicken. There's a good chance you'll see a chicken. Oh yes. my god, I'm so happy about that. All our dreams that. are coming true right yeah. now. This is so yeah. good. This is so I good. actually think so this is like the movie event of the year and obviously the wedding, that's the wedding of the year. So we've got the best two things happening right next to each other this May. It's going to be so perfect. I can't wait to see this film. It's true. I mean, we are like crash landing this movie on time for the wedding. Oh my gosh, if you need people to do commentary, like if there's a DVD extra thing when it comes out, James and I will totally volunteer. That would yes. be amazing. We'll, we'll do that all the be things. Amazing. We'll I'm, do it all. I'm sure Lifetime would be thrilled to have you. <laughs> and obviously we'll be starring in the sequel, as we've already decided a minute ago for our audition. <laughs> you didn't give us any feedback, really. Are we in? <laughs> I, I think you're amazing. Honestly, we did a lot of casting for this movie. We cast in New York and London and Vancouver and Los Angeles, and you guys were pretty good. Oh, hold on. But thank you for the compliment. We we are pretty good. But the people you <laughs> cast actually look fantastic. And They're amazing. Yeah. I, I'm just so amazed that they actually look enough like Harry and Meghan as opposed to past movies that have been made with other royals where it's like, oh, Kate Middleton's got brown hair and so does this actress. But in this case, they actually look like they're very well cast. How did you find them? How did well, you decide on them? Well, we had, I mean... Well, we can't take the credit entirely, my uh, my partner, Michelle, and I, and Menage, the director. Well, first of all, we had just had a great team throughout, but we had two fantastic casting directors. We had Maley Casting in London and L.A., and then we also had Candace in Vancouver. So we saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, you can imagine. A lot of people, you'd be surprised, there were a lot of people that looked not so unlike Megan. Oh wow. We were we were shocked. I mean, obviously it matters that they look enough like them that they pass. And then, you know, they have to be they have to be good actors. And then in addition, they have to have chemistry. Yes. And then in addition, certainly Harry had to be able to do the accent. So there was a pretty tall order on a short schedule. We saw a lot of actresses that that could look like Megan, but we all just fell in love with Parisa. She has like a warmth and a quality that whenever you look at her, you just sort of lean in. She pulls you into the camera. She's really, really fun to watch. And Harry, um, Murray was really a discovery. We saw him on tape from London, and um, there wasn't a lot of tape on him. He had only been in two shows, so we could only see little clips of his work. Parisa has a larger body of work that we could look at. But we just fell in love with him, and he's so sexy. And we really wanted Harry to be sexy. Oh yeah, just, just felt, like in real life he is. Just yeah. like in real life, but you know, this is this movie's a romance. It's more romance than rom com. You know, it really is. There are funny moments, but it's a romantic movie. I mean, it's a movie that you're watching this couple fall in love, and we wanted the audience to fall in love with them at the same time. So it was so important to us that Harry was sexy, and we just thought Murray was. That boyish, sexy, 
man, you know, that Harry is. I mean, I'm still disappointed that you overlooked me slightly for that role, but, uh, <laughs> but sure. I feel like I want to, I don't want to ruin it, like, by asking too many questions, but do we get to see the Queen watching Suits in the show? You'll get to see the Queen, and there's Suits discussion. Mm. <gasps> so maybe Suits adjacent with the Queen, maybe? Yes. There's, Ooh. I mean, that's, <laughs> you won't be disappointed. There's a, there's... You know, there's mention of suits, and then you, and you'll see the queen. There's a few mentions of suits. We also right. see in the first trailer, speaking of sexy things like suits, we see them kind of falling down on the bed together, Harry and Meghan. Are there sex scenes in this? Oh, there's totally sex scenes Oh, in this. yes! What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Kristen's getting hot. <laughs> what is the yes. queen going to think about this? Oh I mean, my this the queen is the behind-the-scenes oh version. You know, when we were talking about what we wanted this movie to be... We thought, you know, anybody who watches this is probably already a fan of The Crown, like we are, you know, and this is sort of the anti-Crown in a way. This is the, you know, behind-the-scenes story of, you know, two very well-known people trying to find privacy and, you know, enough privacy to be able to fall in love, really. So that's part of the movie. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love scenes. And how did wow. you get all of your intel when you guys were working on the scripting for this movie? I mean, they are, as you've said, you know, despite being in the public eye, there's some major privacy and constraints. And how did you get all the information you decided to put into the story? Well, we have a very long Google Doc <laughs> where pretty much every, you know, we were all reading every article and, you know, every book and watching every documentary you could. And so everything is annotated. And then we have two fantastic writers, Scarlett Lacey and Terrence Colley, who work on a show called The Royals. And mm, actually, I know that. Yes. yeah, it's a great show on E! And actually, Menaj Huda, who's our director, um, had directed an episode of The Royals. And that's how um, they knew each other. So we got this fantastic group of people from that show who were already, you know, tuned into who the Royals are. And then also Scarlett's dad is Robert Lacey, who is a historian for the Royals. Like a, oh. and, he, and Scarlett's British and her dad's British. And her dad's actually a consultant on the crown. So wow. we had a lot of hardcore royal historians involved. But then also we were just reading every gossip site, every magazine. You know, I mean, it was really fun for a little while to have our homework be read people, you know, check the... Check Megan's mirror for what, you know, Megan's wearing today. You know, we were really, if if there was something written about them, we read it. You sound like it us. It was really yeah, you fun. you sound like us. You no, sound like us. That's why we love your show. We're like, they care the way we care. <laughs> are, there, are there corgis? There are corgis. Yes. You won't be disappointed. Because <gasps> yes, yes. you know the Queen's I know. final Willow. corgi, Willow, Willow passed away, unfortunately. Yeah. So we, we also grieve for Willow. Oh, All right, wow. Willow. Okay. No, we think that Meghan and Harry should buy her a puppy and just say, we'll take care of it. Like, no worries. But yeah, because that be a nice wedding so present from them to That her? would be so sweet because the queen, she chose not to breed any more corgis because she didn't want to die and leave the corgis motherless, which I thought was Ugh. so sweet of That's her. That's the grief talking, though. Mm. You know, if someone gave her a puppy, she'd be psyched. <laughs> we should all chip <laughs> in and get her a puppy. I know. We should all yes. chip in. I think so, too. We'll get that past security. Question. Were you involved in the William and Kate movie as well? No. Okay, so I can ask you some catty questions about that. Did you study that movie? <laughs> we watched it. Yes, we you did. did, because I have to say 
that just the trailers alone for this new Harry and Meghan movie already look better than that Wills and Kate movie. Oh, thank Were there you. certain things you saw in the William and Kate movie and you said, we want to do this better? Or is well, that unfair because these are your co-workers? No disrespect. <laughs> well, no disrespect to that film, but I think we I think we sort of had an easier lot. Like we had a in a lot of ways, and this is, again, no disrespect to um, Kate and Wills, but, you know, we have a really great story, actually, in this couple. And the Wills and Kate story is sort of like, they met when they were young. They dated a long time. They kept dating for a long time. And then they got married. You know, there's, it was maybe not so easy to find the drama. I mean, we just had a, you know, kind of a feast with this, with this movie. You know, we really had a, a roast chicken. Yeah, we had a roast <laughs> chicken of a movie. We had, you know, a really, really lovely love story. Please tell me that is on the trailer, like the next trailer. A roast chicken of a movie. Meredith, is there anything you haven't told us yet or that we haven't seen in the trailer that you're excited about us seeing? Yes, there is. There is something that I'm really excited for you to see in the movie. I think one of the things that the script does really well that we managed to capture in the movie is the relationship between uh, Megan and Doria, her mom. Oh. Um, I think it's handled really well, and I think she's an important character uh, in Megan's life. Obviously, she's her mother, but we we think she's an important character in the film. And, and the two actresses um, that played those roles, Melanie and Parisa, they had a wonderful chemistry. And I'm excited for people to see that. We love Doria. James and I are big Doria fans. So we are too. Are there any other family members from Megan's side that we'll get to see? <laughs> Kristen has a least favorite member. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Oh, Megan's oh no, 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 Samantha. She's mentioned, but you don't see her. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. But she does get she a mention. She doesn't deserve any screen time. She yeah. gets a mention, but we don't <laughs> see her. You do see her dad. Oh, good. Yeah, good. you get to see her dad. And I don't know that you've seen her in the trailers, but I know there have been pictures. Is You will see Diana, <gasps> which oh, is exciting. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like a, like a flashback? Yes, like a flashback. Oh my so, and, and I have to say, when we were casting this movie and we were looking for a Diana, the woman who plays Diana is so good. She, we all saw her on tape, and she just took our breath away. Her name is Bonnie Sober. She's amazing as Diana. She was like born to play this role. She's she's fabulous. Wow. Oh. So we were all a little emotional. When I'm we getting were... emotional just thinking. Yeah. How many times are we going to cry during this film? It's pretty great. I, I, I hope you cry. It. You might cry. It's a good oh, movie. I don't you think might cry. might is in the sentence here. I think we will <laughs> yeah. cry. We'll be crying. 100%. Crying oh and cheering. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been enlightening and magical. And we are so excited to see the movie. Genuinely, like it sounds, as I said, like the movie event of the year. Harry and Meghan, A Royal Romance is premiering on Lifetime on May 13th. Thank you so much, Meredith. Thank you. I hope you love the film. We will. We absolutely will. We already love the film. We already (laughs) do. We love you and we love the film. All right, guys, we have to take another break, but we'll be back in just a moment with this week's Royal Wedding Prediction. And we're back with this week's Royal Wedding Prediction. And reminder to listeners, each week we take our predictions for the wedding day, assemble them into a bingo board slash drinking game, and on the wedding day itself, we'll release that bingo board. And you can all drink along with us and celebrate with us 
as all these predictions come true. Yeah, make sure you've got your gin on tap. It's going to be lit. Yes. Okay, so today's <laughs> today's prediction. <laughs> I don't feel like that's a word that the royals would use, by the way. Totally lit. They're going to drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine. You know that their reception party is going to be lit, though. Like, that after party is going to go off. Okay, today's prediction. <laughs> is everyone ready? This is a big one. William will pull a prank on Harry on the wedding day. Yes. Yes, he will. He is going to be crazy. He's not going to be like regular Wills who we see. He's going to be older brother pulling out all the stops. Yep. Exactly. Because if you remember, Harry pulled a low-key prank on Wills on his big day. The cake maker revealed that they were putting the final touches on Wills' chocolate cake. And Harry grabbed a piece and ate it and then pretended to be boxing with the top decoration. Hilarious. Yes. Love that. So, William, he's going to pull a prank, too. We don't know what the prank is going to be. I mean, it could be anything, right? He could replace his underwear with maybe... The Golden Girls underwear. I think it'd be funnier if he replaced his underwear with Depends. Oh, I was hoping maybe he'll, like, swap Megan's actual dad for Wendell Pierce. Oh, my God! (laughs) I feel like that would be a very solid prank. (laughs) That would be a really good prank. Or maybe he'll just throw the very overused suits phrase, God damn it, into like a wedding speech or something just to like shade (laughs) Megan. That that could be very funny. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) I would love that. So that's our prediction for this week. I am looking forward to seeing that prank happen. Whatever it is, I'm excited to see it or to read about it. We predict that Wills will prank his little brother Harry. All right, and that's it for this week's episode of When Megan Met Harry. When Megan Met Harry is produced by Her Royal Highness Lindsay Cradwell. Thanks also to Baron Ryan Dilly, our producer in London, and as always, thanks to Andy Bowers, Arch. Duke of Panoply. Do you have any questions about the royal wedding? Send us an email, please, at whenmeganmetharry at panoply.fm, or you can tweet us at Royal Wedding Pod. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review, and tell all your Hagen watchers and Anglophiles about our podcast. Until next time, I'm James Barr. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Love you, bye. Bye-bye. 